Welcome to Growth Mindset Moment, a Rug Radio production, a show dedicated to self-leadership through mental, physical, and spiritual well-being methods to maximize our daily potential. Owning our behaviors while supporting our friends? How much more Web3 does it get? If there's a hack, habit, or protocol, we are talking about it. Thank you for joining the self-leadership movement today. You're now officially part of the Tuesday Live crew. I'm your host, Ron Jordan, a.k.a. Rosinante, proud dad and husband, the host of Stars Podcast, co-founder of NF Daddy's Web3 company, ultra-endurance athlete, self-defense junkie with a purple belt in jiu-jitsu and a second-degree black belt in Krav Maga, with a professional resume of 10 years in the high-voltage electrical equipment sales. I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Alicia Jordan, a.k.a. Schmooper Girl. She's a licensed attorney and her very own in-house Web3 standards engineer. Her resume spans over 20 years in corporate compliance and ethics experience across various industries, including healthcare, insurance, and tech. Some of you may know her as the voice of Vaginas, the OG show that shined a light on women in Web3, or as a national speaker at events like Miami NFT Week, NFT VIP, NFT NYC, Web3 Summits, and others, talking about legal and ethical standards in Web3 and beyond. The show format is we have about a 15 to 20 minute conversation about growth mindset topic of the week or follow up with the guest of the week from our podcast. Check us out over at thusstarspodcast.com and find us anywhere you download your podcast from. At some point throughout the show, you'll receive your POAP link via DM. To make sure we can get the POAP to you, please make sure to give us a follow. The last two minutes will be spent promoting our friends' Twitter spaces and shows and our topic of the following week on the Growth Mindset Moment. Our stage is always open, so if something calls you and you want to weigh in, click the request button in the bottom left of your screen, and we'll bring you up so you can join the conversation with us. If coming up on stage isn't for you, leave us a comment in the chat bubble in the bottom right of your screen, and we'll get to you very shortly. Welcome to the Growth Mindset Moment. Yo, welcome to the show, everybody. We're going to roll into the first segment of the night. We have a special guest star uh, coming up to intro this, some of you may know them. Um, listen in for the Growth Mindset Moment Stretch. Hey everyone, this is GS for Great, the host of the Mindful Moment Meditation every Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is your weekly Growth Mindset Moment Stretch with my two favorite humans, Ron and Alyssa. Tonight's fun fact is about sea otters, the marine mammals that live along the coastline, those super cute little things, in the North Pacific Ocean. They play a crucial role in the ecosystem by maintaining a balance between the kelp forest and herbivorous sea urchins that feed on them. They were nearly extinct in the 18th and 19th century, and by the turn of the 20th century, sea otters have pretty much disappeared from the Pacific coastline. However, conservation efforts and legislation like the Marine Mammal Protection Act in the 70s and 80s increased the population. Now they boast over about 1,000 individuals in the 20th century to around 3,000 today in California. Similarly, in Alaska, the population has increased from a low around 5,000 to 100,000. See, the recovery of the sea otter population has had a positive impact on the ecosystem. They help control the sea urchin population, which in turn helps the, maintain the health of kelp forests. This in turn provides a habitat for a variety of other species, including fish and invertebrates. You know how I like invertebrates. So that being said, next time you see a sea otter, make sure you uh, give a little nod to the Marine Mammal Protection Act 
and all the conservation efforts that are happening around the world. Oh, I love sea otters. They're I think so they're the cute. cutest thing ever. Aren't they? Could you imagine they're a world so without cute. sea otters? Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've never seen one in person. I've only ever seen photos. So, uh, add it to my list of things to hang out with when I'm at a beach. I thought we saw them at the zoos. Yeah. We've seen river otters. I guess we do. I guess we do have a zoo, but that's like different. I think like seeing an animal at the zoo is really different than encountering it. And it's like I agree. an ecosystem. I agree. Thing. Yeah. I, totally I mean, you have to like, you have to be a little bit fearful that it might eat your face a little bit, like in order to like, say you truly experience it. Cause like all of those animals are really cute, but they might eat your face. Like you have to be careful. It's true. Hey, what's your growth mindset uh, moment stretch this week? Um, so I wanted to like learn something about space or something spacey, and this is a little bit spacey, but I, um, I am really, I love the, um, uh, Aurel Borealis, I'm never going to, I never can say it. Aurora Borealis? Aurora, Aurora Borealis. Yes. Like I love it. And I think that's beautiful and I want to see it in person someday, but did you know that it makes sounds and actually whether or not it makes sounds has been like contentious, like research has been gone back and forth. A lot of like researchers originally said that it was kind of bullshit that anybody heard anything. And they were trying to say it was psychological because it's just, there's so much visually activity going on that people like imagined hearing it. Um, but they've, they've since like concluded through various studies through the years um, that there is a sound, but you have to like get, you have to be in a specific place and the way it sounds can be really different. So I thought that that was really cool that not only is the Aurora Borealis really beautiful and like a, uh, a wonder of the world to, to see, it apparently also has a sound. So there you go. Do you have like a little clip of the sound? I wonder what it's no, Ron, like. I, I don't have a clip of the yeah, sound. Curious, we, like, what it actually sounds like. Sorry. Not everybody I don't, I don't know. It's, it sounds <laughs> it sounds different for it sounds different for different people like some people hear like a faint whistle sound some people will hear a crackle sound so it, it's been different kind of dependent upon where are you when you hear it um and whether or not you hear it at all well i think we're gonna have to do a field field study on this and uh go go find it right yeah i, I mean, mean as long what... as i don't have to like we have to camp. camp outdoors. Yep. You I'm, I'm hike, down. No, you have to hike nope, and you have nope. to camp, and that's how you're going to get the sound. Well, this conversation became rude really quickly, so here I'm we sorry. are. It's so rude. All right, so growth mindset topic of the week, time wasters. What do we think about time wasters other than me saying all those things just now? Well, literally wasting time at the beginning <laughs> of this, which wasn't your fault, but, you know, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> it was all growth. It, it was showing people adversity and how to troubleshoot. You know, it's it's never a waste of time. But no, for real, we it's we were talking like this morning about what we were going to discuss and um, how we've really made an effort to really only do things that are are serving us in a way that that we're happy with, that we're excited about. Like we stop doing activities that we just don't want to do. Um, out of obligation, you know, those things that you have to do out of obligation, like going to birthday parties and stuff like 
we just sort of made it a, a I guess, what, what would you say, like a point to not do those things and, and waste our time on that, um, on things that we just don't want to do. So we wanted to dive in a little bit more on that subject of, of different time wasters and kind of what we occupy our mind space with that ultimately doesn't serve us in, in a way that is pushing us forward, that is creating a, a, a system and, and habits that we're, we're proud of. Um, that's, that's really where I was at with it. What do you, what's, your, uh, what's your hot take on the time wasters? Well, my hot take on the on time wasters is that, you know, doing things for the good is always it's it's good, right? Like doing things because it means something to you, doing things because um you know, there you want to give back and you know things like that are like they're they're really great opportunities to um, spend your time for sure. But uh, the one thing that I have really embraced recently is that I, I have started to assess my involvement in things to, to the extent that if it's not something where I believe my presence or my absence is going to make a big difference, then if like, if, let me put it this way, if I think about whether or not I stepped away from something, if my impact would really be that, if the impact of what I'm working on would be that much different, then I'm not going to stay participating in it. Um, that's, that's one thing. Oh, I, I like that. Um, I like that part a lot. Cause it's I like, mean, cause not... it's, it's really an, go for it. It's an accountability. It's an accountability thing for me. So it, it, it drives a couple of things. One, it's testing whether or not what I'm doing is really something that I should be putting and spending energy into. Um, but also, am I able to produce or pr- bring value in the way that I want to bring value to something? And if for whatever reason, be it my own effort, be it um, uh, you know the other person involved or entity involved or some exigent circumstance like bad weather or whatever, but if there's something that's impeding my ability to give the value that, that I thought that I was bringing to the table from the beginning and in, in giving up my time, my energy, my resources, my knowledge, whatever. If I can say that like right now, it wouldn't make a bit of a difference. then that's, that's a litmus test for like, maybe it, maybe I don't need to be expending my energy. Um, which leads me to this is, I have found myself continuing with things um, out of an overwhelming sense of obligation in service of, of others. And I, I don't know that that's always the best route to take. Um, I think that there are, there are times we sacrifice because it's for the greater good and we believe in that. And I think that we should still continue to do those things. But if you're only doing it of an overwhelming sense of obligation, um, I, I I think that that can is sometimes a waste. Um, I think it's a at times a waste of energy, maybe and and time, um, mostly because doing things out of an overwhelming sense of obligation doesn't necessarily mean that your heart's completely there. Uh, so I I and think that you- any time that. Do you think that whenever you do things like that, that you're actually showing up as as your authentic self and being able to be present in the moment? 
Um, or are you just like kind of staring at the clock ready for it to be done? Like, let's, let's just get this over with. Well, I mean, I think we've all been to holiday dinners, you know, with family members. We don't particularly like love to hang out with. We may love them, but we don't love to necessarily hang out with them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that it's definitely, I think when you're, when you're presenting with something out of a sense of obligation, I don't mean like, you know, uh, a zoom call for work at 10 AM on a Tuesday. Like, I don't think anyone should be DMing their bosses on Slack and saying like, Hey, you know what? This meeting doesn't like resonate with me. And I feel like an overwhelming sense of obligation. So I don't think I could show up for this today. Like I'm not providing... I'm not providing a blanket excuse unless like that works for you. In which case, yeah, like you do, I would that's actually really like cool. somebody to go out um, and do that. Like DM I mean, us that, that Slack says, message. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, actually this meeting on Tuesday, mm, it's not going to work for me. But you know what? That's honestly uh, like protecting your time is something that you and I have talked about before. This was like early on in my sales career that I wasn't real good at, at protecting my time. And I was allowing, sort of the customer to dictate when I was going to meet with them and all of these things. But you and I had a a really lengthy conversation years ago about this, about protecting our time and um, being able to say no in those moments. And this is something that Robin Arzon talks about all the time is protecting. What does she say? Like protecting your yes by saying no, uh, something like that. Yeah. She says, if it's not a hell, if it's not a hell, yes, it's not, it's a no. Like, and, and I, and I've like, I've taken that from her. So shout out to Swagger Society people in here and Robin Arzon fans, like whatever. Uh, hi. Um, the, there's something about being, having, you know, someone you regard as a coach or mentor reinforce the mentality that it's okay for you to say no. And that, because if saying yes is going to deplete you of your ability to pay attention to other things that really matter. In as much as we don't want to say that that thing might be a waste of time, it it really could be. It could be a distraction from other things you should really be focusing on and paying attention to. Um, especially when you're you're giving your time and your energy and resources away for for like nothing in return. It's like it's a it's a different. You know, I'm not saying don't volunteer at the hospital, like go volunteer, but there's a reason why you're doing that. And it's because you're gleaning, you know, you're helping someone in a meaningful way. What I'm saying is if you're put in this position where you're kind of like just being, showing up out of obligation and you don't actually feel like you're bringing the value that you're, you're capable of bringing that it very well could be a waste of your time and you should take a, take an assessment of that for sure. Yeah, and I think sometimes we get into this vicious cycle of trying to get the the validation or ha- like not validation, maybe it is validation, but sometimes like we just feel obligated to make that person feel happy. Like we may we want to show up to, you know, not not piss off our parents or not piss off your best friend or whatever. Um if going to that party is going to do that and you have this expectation in your head that you have to go because this person's going to be mad at you if you don't go. Um, I, like we get into that vicious cycle, and and I was I was talking to you today about this, and I heard it on a podcast literally right after we we hung up. Was there's this thought of that it's not our job to execute on someone else's happiness. Like it's not our 
our responsibility to make this other person happy. Um, and they use this example of a birthday party. How many times do we, and, and I know that we go through this, like every parent goes through this on Christmas. You have this expectation that the kids are going to be so happy about opening gifts and it's going to be this big thing or you've planned this party and you, you want the party to be absolutely perfect, but it rains on the, on the day of the party. So you have to move it inside. And we move through this cycle of all of this planning because you wanted to create this happy moment and only to, to be let down. And in that moment of like being let down, and this was something that I posted earlier was like, you have this, you have the expectation. So you're going to either a, you're going to have it executed and you're going to meet your expectation or there's going to be uh, a lesser, like you wanted it to be a hundred percent, but it ends up at 70% and you want it to be at a hundred, but know that 70% is definitely going to be on the table. And to be able to take that in stride and not judge yourself over it and just be like, Hey, you know, these types of things are going to happen. I'm not going to feel absolutely ecstatic. My kids are probably not going to meet my expectation whenever they open this gift as much as I believe the commercials that they're going to be ecstatic and call me the best parent ever and give me the biggest hug. Like those things just aren't probably aren't going to happen. Um, and to not, not judge ourselves as a result of it, even though that, that like you had this expectation and they use this, they use this analogy or not analogy, but the saying was you kind of get to get rid of the ought to like this ought to be, this ought to make them happy. And, and, more about I prefer this situation to make this person happy but it might not and just understand that the might not is on the table just as I always say that once you put losing on the table you kind of prepare for that you've already prepared yourself for that and you won't judge yourself as much uh, in in that way and I thought that it was like a really interesting uh, sentiment that they were going through with the just with the examples that they used about a birthday party. And I kind of thought about it as like whenever we buy gifts for somebody or we go to a party and like we have this expectation only to be let down and the feelings are going to happen, but how you manage those feelings is, is something to, um, it's just something of, of a journey. Yeah, I just want people to feel comfortable with being able to say that something is a waste of their time and not feel like it's offensive to say that. Um, you know, I obviously think there's a tone and a time and a place, but something can be a waste of your time um, and it not necessarily be something that's offensive. Um, I don't know that, you know, you have to deliver like this is a waste of my time. Like I wouldn't certainly rec recommend like delivering your message that way. Um, but I think that as we reflect for ourselves and being able to just acknowledge like this thing is a waste of my time, I need to stop doing it. I need to stop putting my energy here. Um, this is causing a distraction for me is just a healthy exercise that frees up space for us to, to grow in a different way. And, um, and it give ourselves us, permission. Yeah, it allows us to be more present in the things that we are focused on. I think is the the real big kind of home run there is whenever you have less on your plate, you're able to focus in a little bit deeper uh, into the things that you actually are doing. And it 
for me in particular, like I feel like whenever I have a, just a little bit less of those time wasters, like even if it's just because I have this rule that I, I'm not allowed on Twitter or any social media before nine o'clock because I was just wasting my whole entire morning just like scrolling through. Um, so I just kind of put this parameter up and I've been able to do a lot more in the mornings as a result because I was wasting time, you know, doing this thing that was just kind of mindless. Um, and I even catch myself, it'll be like 830 and I'll, I'll just kind of be sitting there and it's like, oh, shit, you can't can't do that. So it's kind of put guide rails up in that respect. And it, it allows me to focus in on other things and kind of process um, in a meaningful way and, and be more present in the mornings. It was funny. Um, so. Uh, those who follow me, I'm not going to talk about any level of specificity around the circumstances around this, but if you follow me and you kind of know what I'm involved with, you know that I kind of step back from something that I was involved with in Web3 this week. Um, I, I, It was the right decision and, and it was time to time to do it, but it was funny. I, I got a couple messages from folks and one was like, you need to do what you need to do for your mental health. And like, I love the mindfulness about mental health, but it made me laugh. I was like, I didn't quit for my mental health. I quit because it's a waste of my time. Um, I, I, am not, I, I am not bringing the value that I thought I was going to be able to bring. Uh, there's some thing, there's My time is just better spent doing other things. Um, I've stuck around for a period of time out of a sense of obligation. And I just feel like I need to be obligated to myself right now. Um, and it was interesting though, that the, the immediate thing that was like said is like, I love the mindfulness. I do love the mindfulness about mental health. But it was like the instant, like the instant like rationale was like, you got to do what you got to do to protect your health, which you do. You got to do what you got to do to protect your mental health. But I, I, I just love that that was the first thing. And I was like, nope, uh, my mental health is good. Thank you. I'm solid right now. This is just this is just a waste of my time. Well, it's actually coming out of place from a super strong mental health perspective to be able to walk away and have self-worth and and know that the value that you could bring is just it's it's just not not effective or it's not being effective or whatever. Um, I think that comes from a place of strength, really. It, it comes from a place to be able to say no uh, is a is a a strong position to take. Uh, and also to step away, as we've talked about in previous episodes, is to be able to stand up, say it, and actually execute and walk away. That's a massive strength move. I mean, it definitely it definitely takes some chutzpah to to make it happen. But um, but I think everyone's capable of it. And uh, like I said, the the concept of time wasting um, transcends, you know bad habits and everything else. Sometimes you just have to redirect your energy to other places so you can, you know, look out for your own growth. So that's where that, that's what inspired kind of our conversation tonight. Yeah. E Brandon, you guys are both up on stage. Do you have anything that you'd, uh, you'd like to push into that? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. You sound great. Yep. You sound really professional. So I, I absolutely love this discussion and um, I would agree with the, uh, with the notion that we shouldn't attach ourselves to the outcome, but rather than the process, um, mainly because that could set people up for, for disappointment. But if you attach yourself to just the process itself, I think that there's a lot of growth in that alone. And, and sometimes the process might mean you're doing things that you don't necessarily want to do 
and and personally that that might be where the word obligation fits in but i think sometimes when you find yourself in a place where you feel obligated sometimes those like kind of like dark and low points in life are where like the biggest inspiration comes from where you realize like that aha moment you're like oh shit i don't need to keep doing this because i can be doing x y and z instead and I think that's what uh, you know speaks to what um, Schmooper girl, girl was just saying, um, Alyssa, uh, just about like you know what's worth her time, and and sometimes that is very hard to say. Um, I follow people that talk about saying no and saying no more because saying no means you're focusing your energy on things that you really believe in and that are going to provide you with the most value. So that's what I wanted to add in to this discussion, but absolutely love it. And I'm so glad I could finally join you guys up here today. Yeah, I appreciate you, Brandon. No no doubt about that. I I say this too, like performing audits on yourself and your habits every so often is is a key uh, to, to making sure that you're not adding too much too quickly. Uh, those audits are, I go through them probably, I don't know, once a quarter at the very least, but I try and do it more often than that to like, kind of shed the fat of some of those things that just aren't serving me. I am here for telling your boss that he's wasting your time in that meeting as long as you're okay with working for yourself the next day. Yes. Yeah. You can always say whatever you want to. You just got to prepare, be prepared for the outcome, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, pretty sure that, uh, you know, It'll be received however it'll be received. And if you don't know your audience very well, then be prepared to file for unemployment. Heck yeah. You know, uh, Ron, I, I must admit, when he started saying that, I thought he was talking to you about your boss and referring to Alyssa in that moment. <laughs> he might have been. He might have been. <laughs> for sure. Hey, um, so if you, if you guys don't have anything more that you wanted to talk about uh, as far as the growth mindset topic of the week, we could jump into this or that. If anybody wants to jump up and play a game, um, be happy to um, have you can guys we, go. Yeah. Can we real quick, just one, a couple of things. Mm -hmm. um, G, uh, thank you for recording that lovely intro for our stretch moment. Um, I, Ron sent me the recording earlier today and I just need you and your mom to know that like, it made me a little, like, it made my heart very warm. I got a little like emotional cause I was like this kid, um, being loved by this kid is just so special. So we love you too, G and thank you for that. It's uh, and make sure everyone you check out, um, G space as well. Um, Lisa has her meditation space tomorrow morning. I know I'm doing this at the wrong time, but no, I'm just good. doing it because it seems so it seems good. And Peg usually joins us too. She's available for the astrological weather tomorrow morning too. So we want to save if you have time for that. You'll you don't want to miss out on that tomorrow. Um, but I wanted to make sure I did that. And then Ron, I wanted to tee it up because Brandon yeah. actually was asking me a little bit earlier. He was like, So uh, when oh do no. I win a when do I win a crypto hat? Like, oh, no. do I get more chances to win a crypto hat? Yes. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to like let the audience know that, of course, like when the timing of that of that like sweepstakes giveaway is going to be, and uh, whether or not the more poeps you have, you get more entries. You mm -hmm. know, maybe you can explain to everyone what you're thinking with that. Yeah, I mean, you're doing a great job already. It's that's exactly what it is. Um, 
so the Crypto Tats are a Crazy Carl Collective project. Uh, Crazy Carl Collective is an anonymous project. Uh, we are all Carls, so nobody is is the Carl. We're all Carls, and it is a group of creators in the Web3 space. And what we've been doing over there is, is just that. If you've ever been inside of that Carl's chat, even in the general chat, you understand uh, sort of the growth that's happening over there. And I want anybody who is a friend of ours, I've, I've told you about the Carl's for a very long time, um, and they're growing. Every single week, they get into new projects. They're, they're being featured in all types of these bigger name projects like 10KTF and um, American Ape. And there, there's a ton of different um, projects that they're into. But really what they're all focused on is creating in a really meaningful way. Uh, not just shilling and things of that nature. And I, and I really I really dig their whole entire ethos. So I ended up uh, getting an extra Genesis pass for this reason. I wanted to give one away uh, inside of our ecosystem here. So the way that you're going to be able to win those is the same way that you're going to be able to win some of the Genesis tokens uh, or the membership tokens from Rug Radio. So we ended up sweeping the floor Last week, we got four of those passes, plus we have a CryptoTap pass that we're going to be giving away. When are we going wait, to give wait, away? Wait, wait, wait. Did you say CryptoTap pass? CryptoTap pass? So there are, there's two things that we're going to be giving away. So there's CryptoTats, and then there's also the Rug Radio uh, membership pass that we're going to give away. So there's four of those, and then we also have the CryptoTat. And the CryptoTat's the one thing that's going to give you access to the Carls. When is it going to happen and how do you enter? So being here at our shows is how you're going to uh, be able to get the PO app that Alyssa always sends out to you in DMs. Um, and we're going to be able to see all the wallet addresses on there. And then we're going to pick from those wallet addresses. And also those of you who have been using the growth mindset moment hashtag, all of it is going to be entries into this raffle. When it's going to happen is at the end of the spring season. So the spring season is going to go until, I believe, is till the end of March. So we're going to have January, February, and March. So three months for you to be able to gain entries into there. And then you'll be able to, um, then we're going to do the drawing at the, at the end of March. Go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. So my question on this is, uh, does each POAP that I receive um, serve as one entry? Yes. Yeah, because you're... Or is it just per wallet only? So I'm going to have all of those wallet addresses into a, into a sheet, and then I'm going to have a random generator, a random number generator pick, and then it's, it's going to... So each time that you have a POAP, your, your address will be on that list an additional time. So every single time that you get a POAP, I download that list from um, from POAP, and then I'm going to put that into a sheet, and then I'm going to draw the numbers, and then that's how it's going to that's how we're going to pick the winners. Yeah, so it'll be a random selection, not not not. It's a random generated. We're not going to handpick anyone. It's going to be random, and the more POAPs you collect from this season of growth mindset moment, the more chances you have. Is it a robot? Is it a robot? Is it a robot? It's actually a Jasty Genesis. So um, it's one it's of those. It's a Carl Genesis token? It's a Carl Genesis. That's not a crypto tat. Yeah, that was. That's not a tat. That's not a tat. That's not a tat. 
Now I might have to get oh, a tattoo. Oh, dude, this is a big giant rug, dude, if there's no tats involved. Because <laughs> I was told tats. I might have to give away a tat you, now. Maybe, maybe we should do a crypto tat, a Genesis Carl, and the rug passes. I do have... I think that'd be good. Yeah, I, I think I have enough of them. Dude. For those not, not familiar with it, what's the difference between a Carl Genesis, whatever, and, and a tat? So the Genesis is, was the very first that was given out for free uh, whenever you join the Carls. And then the Crypto Tats is the first sort of PFP of, of the uh, Carls collection. I misspoke. So it's the artwork? Yeah, the, I misspoke. The it was artwork? Not a... Go ahead. Yeah, it's the artwork, i.e. that's the main difference. So okay. the artwork... There were three style, three different art pieces that were created for the Genesis tokens for the Crazy Carl Collective. And one of those is a Jasty, which is the one that Ron's giving away. And then the Crypto Tats was the PFP project that um, he keeps incorrectly referring to. But that's uh, the Nomos is the artist behind the Crypto Tats. It's a generative uh, project, but it was all, but it's all one of ones. Um, what was generated through that were all one of ones. Uh, beautiful artwork. Uh, awesome collaboration. Novos was the artist. The Crazy Carl Collective came together to write the contract, deploy the contract, the mint, everything, and um, 100 percent of those proceeds went to the artist, if I remember that correctly. So the Carl, the collective didn't take any of the proceeds from that. Yeah, and I think a just to be clear, a percentage of the secondary goes to the community wallet, but the majority of it goes to uh, Nomos. No, the uh, royalties go to 100% of the royalties from the crypto tax goes to the CCC Genesis. Ah, that's it. Gotcha. See, I'm glad I have Fry Guy here because he's he's up on the, the intricacies of that that piece of it. And I, up, I just... Sorry, I, go ahead. Never mind. No, go ahead, Fry Guy. Go ahead. Well, I just submitted the, the terms and conditions into the proposals tonight, so you can all vote for that. So, um, nice. but that, that, that's so that we can get our uh, coloring book up that you're so wanting. I know. I'm I'm very excited about that. So we started that process. Oh my god, it was like three weeks ago now um, to get that. What's up, Brandon? Yeah, I just wanted to echo what you guys were talking about with crypto tats and just the Carl, the, the Carl server in general. Uh, there has been tremendous growth just on my end alone, and and it and it has to do with the networking and the people that are in there. Um, I first crossed paths with Carl uh, via the 10KTF server, and uh, he actually hosted Biggie's first ever space and also hosted Beeple's first ever space. And, uh, and that just piqued my curiosity. And ever since being in the server, just in general, it's a very like, it's not a hype server. It, I would say it's more on like the quote unquote intimate side of things. Um, you really get to know people. And uh, and, and CryptoTats is just a 1,111 uh, NFT collection that is uh, currently doing some narrative and uh, crossover with uh, the Mutant Cartel. And uh, if you guys are following that storyline, it's it's kind of like crossing over into a lot of other areas that that involve Yuga and maybe 10KTF. I'm not sure, but um, I have a big passion for what's going on over there. And um, 
outside of just wanting to get the PO app so I can maybe get a crypto tat, I really am just here to enjoy the growth mindset part because um, growing is, uh, is is part of my journey. Uh, Lissa knows it very well and uh, we're always in Clubhouse talking about that, but uh, that's also the uh, the supplement here that that we all get to enjoy. Yeah, I appreciate that for sure. All right, man. Let's uh, now that I got all that taken taken away. Now that we made this a CCC show space, yeah, I know, right? Do that, guys. Sorry. And I, and I Dude, also, did I just waste everyone's time? Time yeah, wasted. Was that worth your time? Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Holly. Welcome up. Yo, let's and jump Peg. into this. Hey, hey. Yo, yo. Now is the time you've all been waiting for. It is the growth mindset moment, this or that. Everybody get up on stage. Let's get it going. All right, Jay-Z or Beyonce? Jay-Z. 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 I'm going to say Jay-Z because I was recently told by someone who's in the music industry that Beyonce actually takes a lot of stuff from other artists that are unknown for her stuff, even though I love her. Uh, but Jay-Z, go. Pass. Taylor I don't Swift like her. Or pink? <laughs> pink. Pink. I'm going to pass. Oh, I'm going to pass on this one, too. I'll do pink. Oh, yeah, Probably pink. Probably pink. All right. This is hard. I know. It's tough. You got to pick stuff. Dear Evan Hansen or Hamilton? Oh, dear Evan Hansen. I'm going to pass on this one. I'm going to pass. Hamilton. I'm going Hamilton. Rude. This, these questions are rude. The Greatest Showman or Wizard of Oz? The Wizard of Oz, hands down. That's my favorite of all time. <laughs> the Greatest Showman. Neither. There's no place like home. <laughs> I'm going Greatest Showman. <laughs> Have a pause button or rewind button? Rewind. Rewind. Rewind, because we need to go back and see who is right. <laughs> Have you seen those commercials where they do the, uh, uh, the what's it called? Like the replay? They're like they throw the red challenge flag and they do the replay. Like I really, <laughs> I really liked it whenever you said, I'll never, I won't forget the life vest. And then he doesn't have a life vest. Have you seen these commercials? It's perfect. All right. Breathe underwater or fly. Fly. Fly, for sure. Fly. Fly. Okay, so listen. When I went to Harry <laughs> Potter World for my birthday one year, I rode the Escape from Hogwarts ride that allowed you to have the sensation of flying around a Quidditch pitch, and I almost threw up all over myself. So if I could rectify that aspect of flying, I would like to fly. Thank you. What I enjoy is that that I, I already can see that being clipped for next week's, uh, you know, expose on the on this space, and, and I'm here for it. <laughs> so you're you're starting to gather this. 
All right. Mm-hmm. 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 Would you rather play in the Super Bowl or be on Broadway? Be on Broadway. Broadway. I almost yeah, Broadway danced at the sure. Super Bowl. I almost danced at the Super Bowl. It almost came true. Uh, I, I'm like, I don't think that uh, I would be great at football, considering the rule number one in our house is that you're not allowed to throw things at me. That is rule number so, one. However, you've been getting better at catching. I'm I'm trying. I work at it. It's, you know, if you give me advance notice and give me time to prepare, I do a better job. However, it's still rule number no, one. Like you're just don't getting, you're just getting better. I don't even give you an advance notice. I just toss it, and you're you've been catching things. It's it's been. Uh, there's, I'm proud. There's a double entendre to what you were talking about that I'm gonna be nice because this is being recorded and, and let go by. But I will say, you said play at the Super Bowl, right? So there could be a musician <laughs> playing during the halftime show, right? Um, so, so I'm actually going to go with that twist and say the Super Bowl because there'll be a larger audience seeing me perform in the middle of the show. Oh, I like that spin. I like that spin a lot. I'm also going with playing the Super Bowl. Um, that's perfect. You've clearly never heard me perform Broadway musical shows in the car. So (laughs) Broadway. Yeah, you would, uh, you'd be a hit first thing first. That's for sure. All right. That's this or that for this week. Thank you guys. May I have a follow-up to Alyssa's uh, Aurora Borealis uh, doesn't make a sound. Um, a couple of years ago, <clears throat> I was sitting there, and I guess somebody has to think about this, Alyssa. You know, uh, I was sitting there and contemplating if the sun made a sound when it rises, you know, and I was thinking about it, you know, as the sun comes around and, you know, burns everything off, burning off the atmosphere, I said, it has to make some kind of sound. <clears throat> it's probably like this roaring, deafening sound. So I went to Reddit, and there was an astrophysicist who calculated um, that the sun does make a sound when it rises, and that it's so deafening that it our human ears don't pick it up for that. So, Ooh, how about that? There you go. So we do have sounds. I bet you the aurora borealis makes a sound. Well, I mean, I the research suggests that it does make a sound, but it was interesting how contentious it was about the research about it. Like, I think people just didn't, maybe they didn't want to waste time, waste their time trying to figure out whether or not the aurora borealis made a sound. Maybe they don't want to, but I think it's really cool and I'm glad they did it. That's right. They, ha- they wanted to focus their time on something else that was uh, more important to them. Like I said, someone has to think about this stuff. That's right. Well, hey, appreciate you guys all joining the Tuesday Live crew tonight. We'll be back same time, same place next week, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. Join us. We'll be here. Growth Mindset Moment. Later. Enjoy the journey.